For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek. Wait, no, this is not the Midweek War. This is a very, very special episode of the Midweek War because we are going to be talking about all of Season 2 of Lucha Underground, and it's not just a review. At the very end of this podcast, Amen and I are going to do a watch party of the trailer for season three of Lucha Goddamn Underground. Eamon, I'm super excited. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for this season so badly. Oh, man. And we don't have much long. We don't have much to wait either. We got about a month. Yeah, less than that. Less than a month. It's like four weeks. It's like three and a half weeks. Maybe three weeks. I don't know. It's, it's less than a month, people. Less than a month before we get Lucha Underground season three. Um, and we are going to have Krista Joseph on uh, before that. I don't know if we'll have Pentagon on again. I don't know if he'll tell us the box of dicks. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. <laughs> well, Vampiro, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our, I, I, I friend really, of the show, Vampiro. I would really like Pentagon to tell us the box of dicks, though, too. That'd be great. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goddamn. All right. So, Eamon, wh- where do you want to start? With this, because a lot of shit happened. Like when we opened season two, Mil Muertes was running the temple, and that seems like years ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Like it, it's it's weird to see how much it progressed from the start of the, of season two. Um, I think season two was one of the coolest. It was probably one of the more memorable episodes of Luke Underground of all time right now. Um, that was such a fun way to cut to. It, it, it caps it, to me. It, I don't know. It just encapsulates everything I love about Lucha. Like the whole, it felt like a television show. It felt like a a a, a full narrative being told out throughout, uh, you know, an hour of television. Mm-hmm. And um, all right, so let, let's go, Eamon. If you had to pick, uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go back and forth. We'll each pick three standouts from this okay. season of Lucha Underground. I've just standout wrestlers. We can get into like. Why their standouts, all that we have. I think that's the best way to do it. Okay. So, uh, who would be your first standout from this season of Lucha Underground? First standout, and uh, it's an underrated one that we've mentioned a lot on the uh, on the Midweek Wars of uh, his performance on on episodes of Lucha Underground this season. Um, mine's gonna go to Marty the Moth. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Marty really came into his own this season, um, and it was really fun to see. It was fun to see him progress as a character. Um, it was fun to see j- just how he's developed over time, and 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 you know he really had that's just full circle, you know, storyline wise. But he had some really fun matches this season, and, and I'm really happy to see that he's come along as sort of a, a real full flesh character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not only like we got to see a really satisfying end with Sexy Star beating both Marty and Mariposa to get the Gift of the Gods title. Right. But we also got to see a really cool side story with Marty the Moth and Killshot. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that whole stealing the uh, the dog tags, fucking great. It was really, really good, and it was very, very subtly done. Like, and Lucha Underground is always really good with the subtleties. Always really good. Totally, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, Mari had a lot of great moments this year. I'm gonna give my my first standout, Taya. Yeah, Taya. Oh my God, Taya, Taya, I think, Taya. I think from her first match in the Temple, the yeah. match with Cage, I immediately sold me on her. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she fit like when when Lucha Underground season one ended. We had Molina coming out to aid Johnny Mundo against Alberto El Patron. Think mm-hmm. about that sentence for a second and how much none of it will work now. <laughs> like, a lot of change. Like, I, I think if they had continued with the idea of Molina being with Mundo, this season could have gone vastly differently. Totally. But Taya, Taya and Mundo fit. Like, they fit together. I don't know if Taya adjusted her ring attire to match Mundo's more, or if that's just the way she dressed on the indies. But, damn. Like, she really... She compliments Mundo in every regard, and Mundo still doesn't have to act like he gives a shit about her, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, really everything Taya did was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she even has the same windswept entrance now, which is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Taya was definitely my standout. That match that she had with Cage, that that may still be one of my favorite matches of the season, just because of how hard hitting it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and Taya gave as good as she took. Like, not not many people can go to go toe to toe with Cage, as proven by his feud with Chavo. Like, <laughs> like I'd much rather see Taya versus Cage than like Chavo versus Cage. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So, how about your next standout, Eamon? Uh My next standout actually goes is, is a, another member of the uh, uh, Worldwide Underground slash uh, Lucha Wild Stallions, uh, and that's Jack Evans. <laughs> I think we've said it. I think we said it almost every week of that season. Jack Evans was so good, mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there somebody- are only. There are only two people in professional wrestling I want mic'd up during all their matches. Kevin Owens and Jack Evans. Yeah. I also <laughs> really love that in promo package, like in like sort of online promo packages. I love that they used one of my favorite lines was, was him uh, I think one of the trios matches where they're facing uh, the the song trios team of involving particularly Sound of Havoc and Evil East, where Jack Evans just goes, I am the baddest bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, Jack is so good, and I had such an idea of Jack before him coming to Lucha Underground. Like I, I knew his kind of hip hop gimmick that he did in Ring of Honor and stuff like that, and and I kind of knew okay, he's the flippy guy, but he's so much more than that, and 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 he really showed a new side of him uh, in Lucha, and and it was beautiful. It was perfect. He, he's he's probably the most meta wrestler Lucha Underground has. Because he'll he'll just yeah, yeah, legit yeah. like call out things like no no you watch how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and you know these are our personal standouts. We're like I don't even think we're gonna get to some of the big guys like like Pentagon and Ray and stuff like that because those guys are yeah. already established. We're talking about the under the radar people. At least I am. That's what I'm going for because mm-hmm. the big angles we will get to. 
I promise you. But uh, my second standout, Eamon, I think you're going to agree with me on this. Famous B. Yeah. Famous B. The man did not have one match. <laughs> Yet it was the most com- it was one of the most compelling things on Lucha Underground this season. I, I have He was really a like he was a running joke with us last season. Yeah. Like, you know, because he was one of the, him and Ricky uh Ricky Mandel was like the jobber the two jobber guys. Like, you know, they weren't the focal points at all of Lucha Underground and, and the fact that he got a story now and, and he's doing stuff and, and really became such a fun character. He's, he's so cool. And you know what? He's a great manager. Yeah. Wrestling needs more great managers. Like Bobby Heenan was a wrestler before he became a manager. There's no reason this can't work for famous B too. Mm-hmm. There's no, like famous B first. He first, he came out with the commercials, the commercials um, where he turned Brenda who was, if you recall, hashtag toe up from the flow up yes. <laughs> into a bombshell knockout Brenda, who was in love with Masquerita Sagrada. <laughs> in love. Like telenovela, heart eye emoji, love. It was amazing. Uh, and then, like, the, the fact that Famous B's first client was Masquerita Sagrada, and he got him a lot of different opportunities. Like, he got him a, a match against Cage for the Gift of the Gods title. <laughs> he got him uh, matches for the medallions. Like, mm-hmm. he got him a lot. Masquerita Sagrada's record tumbled when he was represented by Famous B. Then Famous B just dumped him, and, I, and we all thought the story was done, or we thought it was going to be maybe like Sagrada versus Famous B or something like that. And then, oh no, I'm sorry, he found Dr. Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> like, just amazing. Just really, really good times. It was so mm. much fun. I love really the fun stuff. And plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. unlike some other companies, his hotline actually worked. <laughs> That. Yes. All right, Eamon, who was your uh, final under-the-radar standout this year? Uh, under-the-radar, and, and this is the guy that I guess uh, you could argue was established beforehand, but I think the, a lot of people, this was, uh, to me, this was his season also in many ways. Uh, and and it's, uh, almost, it's almost sad because he's not, he's not as talked about now, um, but it's Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had a great season this year. He was Lucha um, Underground champion. Was Lucha Underground champion? The first half of the season, he was amazing. You know, the matches he had with Cuerno, you know, this, the, that match where he beat Mill was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, his participation in Aztec Warfare was great. Um, even the stuff he was doing in the trio stuff afterwards is, is, is really great. I think Phoenix really showed how much of a player he was in, uh, in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I just want more things for him because I think he can be up there with some of the, you know, with some of, as you could say, like the faces of Lucha Underground, like he can be the face of that company. Yeah, like something Lucha Underground does really well, and it definitely applies to Phoenix, is they'll give you tastes of guys in the main event scene, but they won't keep them so lo- there so long where you get annoyed of them, like WWE does occasionally. Sure. And by occasionally, I mean all the time. Like, <laughs> like seeing Phoenix move down to the trio's title was, it refreshed his character. Yeah. Because like we got we got to see the Lucha Power Rangers against the Lucha Wild Stallions. 
I mean, come on. That was, I would say, easily the best match of Ultima Lucha Part Dos. I would say so, yeah. I mean, you know, he's also first ever Triple Crown uh, Underground Champion, you know, with the Gift of the Gods, the Trios titles, and with this. So, um, you know, I, I think he's really a totalitarian player for, for Lucha. He's very essential in, in that company. I think this season he kind of proved that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, my final under-the-radar uh, guy is I'm going to go El Dragon Azteca Jr. Oh, yeah. 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 A guy who we only saw bits and pieces of in the first season in backstage clips. He finally debuted this season. Rey Mysterio brought him to the temple, and wow. Wow, just super impressive. Uh, hashtag pizza DDT. I mean, come on. <laughs> Like, uh, just, I did not know what to expect for his matches coming in. He was just super impressive in every single match he had, except that, that, for, like, except for maybe the Ultimate Lucha one, but we'll, well no, it was still impressive, way. but, but it, you know, yeah. it obviously, uh, uh, impromptu, but uh, I mean, I think to that match he had with Puma though, right before Ultimate Lucha, that match is so good. And mm-hmm. it, I, I I love story. I love the fact that he's kind of almost in the same way of a, of a Prince Puma in the early stages of Lucha Underground, and that just makes me think he's got so much more going. You know, he's got so much more ahead of him in his company. He he reminded me of, um, Hoovy in WCW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like you know he's got talent, but he's not at that upper echelon of the guys that he's in the ring with yet. But he's right. He's not. Yeah, I, I think he has every he like you said. First couple times he stepped in the ring, he got himself out of it. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, All right. Uh, so, Eamon, was there anyone this season who took a back seat for you, like who you were disappointed in? Oh God, that's hard to say. Um, took a back seat. Um, I won't say took a back seat. I wish and. Uh, I'll say this in preface of saying I don't know what's going to happen in season three, so stuff may improve from there. Um, I, I think the only kind of bad for season three that I wish we would have gotten more of was from um, Sinestro de la Muerte. Okay, okay. Just because that the the scene where he finally separates from the disciples of death by literally ripping the hearts out of their <laughs> chest, amazing! It's so good, and he kind of just kind of fell into the, under the radar throughout the rest of the season. He was kind of in the multi-mans and, like, wasn't really a focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my only kind of disappointment is I wanted to see more from him. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that's, that's kind of the only one that kind of sticks out to me. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, my, like, and I hate to say it's because he was probably involved in my favorite match this season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Drago. I would have loved to see more from Drago. Oh, and Aerostar, really. Yeah. Like, I, I think I mean Aerostar was still always kinda like like mid card even in season one. Like Aerostar never really got the big push that he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean that we wanted for him, but Drago was a big deal in season one. And he was a very below the radar player this year. I mean he had that great he had the he had good stuff. Oh yeah. I, but I feel like his stuff was kind of spaced in between. Like 
he would have something, and then it would be a couple of weeks would go by before you would see him again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened sometimes with the Jennifer, obviously, but I think like, he was kind of one that kind of had the most space in between his stuff. Um, like he still had like the nunchuck match is great. It's really yeah, awesome. like I said, the nunchuck match I think might be my favorite match of this season, just mm-hmm. because nunchuck match. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, naturally, nunchuck match. And I'm sure. I mean, he's one third of the champ, uh, trio champions now, so we'll surely be seeing more of him. But yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Okay, now I'm gonna do a slight prediction thing, Eamon. Okay. Is there anyone who you think is going to dominate season three? Well, I think they dominate season yeah, three. Yeah, like, like we're going to be seeing a lot of them, and they're going to really take it up a notch. But someone who, I, who we saw at Ultima Lucha, who I think has that big potential of being somebody that's going to do a lot and then shake up season three, I think uh, goes to Nightclaw. Okay, okay, yeah. Nightclaw was a lot like uh, El Dragon Attack of Genia where he immediately got himself over. His fir- first match at Ultima Lucha, and I was like, he's amazing. He's awesome. The Lucha T'Challa. Like, yes. Yeah, he, he was really cool. Um, For me, I think it's... Now, I, I, I kind of want to say one, but that gets more into the talk about the... The trailer, so I won't. I won't say that. Yeah, that's. I won't I say know what that. You're thinking of. Um, but I'm gonna say Joey Ryan. I'm gonna say Joey Ryan because I feel like, and Joey Ryan was very close to being one of my um, under the radar guys, except we didn't get to see enough of him. Yeah. I want. He see had a that lot really that that match with uh, Mascarius Sagrada is really amazing. So oh that's, yeah, that's one of the stick out for me as far as like the stuff Joey did. Yeah, and jo- Joey just had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun segments, too. Like, I'm not going to say they brought him in strictly for the segments because I know they didn't because he's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. But um, now that their cover is blown, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys are dealt with, I think. Like, yeah. him and Cortez, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And I think that's going to be a huge sticking point with Season 3 because... I'm sure that guy in the limo is none too happy that he had undercover cops in the temple. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'm sure he's none too pleased about that. So yeah, I, I think that might be um, a good way to go. All right, uh, so Eamon, what do you think what like if you can narrow it down to one match? Or actually okay. we'll go back and forth. Top two matches for each of us, okay? okay. Top two matches for Lucha Underground. What was what will be one of yours? I think I know mine. I hope that I don't repeat. Um, my first would be Aztec Warfare. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. Such fun match. Like really, really fun. Um, full of action. We said when it happened, they got the Royal Rumble concept right. They knew. They 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 took a match concept that has its issues and made it better. Um, and and it's. Awesome. I, 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 I think that and some important stuff happened, the introduction of Matanza, you know, Dario coming back, like it was it was a, it was an amazing kind of middle point for Lucha season two. Yeah, to, that to have that be the debut of the monster Matanza Cueto, and then yeah, have yeah. him just wreck 
everyone that was in the ring was amazing. Like, and it, it did it did two things simultaneously. Because remember, uh, Mill was supposed to be entrant number twenty in that match, and he didn't really get into the ring because that's when Pentagon attacked him. Yeah. So like that that set up a lot of stuff for the end of the season, pretty much. Because like Pentagon wasn't allowed to be in Aztec Warfare, and Pentagon basically made sure that Mill wasn't going to get a fair shake in it. So it was really, it was really kind of cool the way they did that. Um, my my first one. I'm not going to say Nunchuck match. So I've already talked about. It. Yeah. I, I I might say it second, but the first one I'm going to say is the No Moss match. That was going to be my second. <laughs> ah, damn. Sorry, Amy. I got another one, but okay. that was gonna be. Oh, the the fucking no moss match, like we haven't seen a match like that in a long ass time. Like it, it was basically the the lucha version of an I Quit match. Sexy Star and Mariposa went all over the temple, like to mm-hmm. the point they were climbing in the rafters, like. I feared for lives of people in that match. Yeah. It was ridiculously hardcore. And I I have to say that finish where Mariposa is like asking sexy star, she wants to quit and she just screams, fuck you. (laughs) Perfect. So that's like what we want to see from an I quit match because it's the intensity. It's the fire. Like that's, that's the can never say die attitude that we need more of in wrestling. Maybe not the obscenity, but that's the intensity that you need. If you watch, like I think the most famous um, uh, I Quit match of for most people of all time was the Mankind uh, uh, Rock one from Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I think a lot of people remember that match for the chair shots, but it's the stuff in between it that's so good. Like and it's that stuff. Like it's it's a lot of that stuff. Like there's parts where like Rock would be asked if he quits, and he just yells, they telling mankind to go piss himself. Like yeah, it's, it, stuff like that's so fucking good. Like, uh, like it, it's selling that emotion. It's doing more than just having a, a gimmick match. Like it's actually telling a story. Or or and, even like there there was a point. I think I think it was in that match where Rock grabs the microphone. He's like, "Hey, mankind, do you want to quit? No, you don't want to quit yet. The Rock's not through beating your ass." And he yeah. just gives the microphone back and starts beating him up more. Like, it's using, stuff like that. You, the worse. Using the using the, the the stipulations as tools to like you know really sell a story or to build this character is is what should be done. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we thought that was the end of the sexy star and the moths match, and. It wasn't like they were able to revive yeah. the feud, which I didn't think could have or should have been done, but it it worked. It still worked. It yeah, damn yeah. sure worked. It damn sure worked. All right, uh, so what will be your second match, Eamon? Uh My second is actually the very last match of season two, and that is Prince Puma versus Rey Mysterio. Um, that's the Lucha Underground. I think the the whole concept of Lucha Underground coming full circle. Lucha Libre to a new audience in a new style, you know, with a guy who was king of Lucha Libre for years against a guy who is the top cruiserweight right now, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. So, so good. Mysterio, this whole season, proving that he can still hang is, is was amazing. Um, there's not enough 
great things I can say about that. Yeah, Ray, Ray Mysterio, I'm not sure if it's the time off he had. I'm not sure if he was just more invested in Lucha than he was in his later WWE years. I'm just, it might just be that he's leaner. Because he, he, was, he was a lot lighter than he was back in WWE. Um, it, it might be a happy combination of all those things, but Mysterio killed it this year. Really did. And he brought a certain gravitas to Lucha Underground that guys like uh, Del Rio, as much as we love him, couldn't bring. Like, yeah. like Mysterio has the bona fides. Like, he, he, is, he is Lucha Libre. Mysterio is literally right to people both in Mexico and in the United States yeah. is the thing. You know, Del Rio was popular in, you know, he, he reached the level in WWE, obviously, but people knew of his, his stuff in Mexico, but he wasn't the star that Mysterio was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it didn't help you know, that he Myster- had different names and different promotions, but... Like, even still, like, Mysterio is a bona fide legend. Like, he yeah. is a... He, he will go down as one of the best... Usually, break competitors of all yeah. time. He will. He will eventually be in the WWE Hall of Fame. No question. Not a doubt in my mind about that. And actually, that will be a really good induction. Maybe the next time they're over in uh, California, they can induct him. I really want to see that now because, like, this, this whole season. Because I, I got so pessimistic about Mysterio, as a lot of us I think did during his uh, tail end of his WWE run. But like that dude is so amazing, and he really transcended a lot of wrestling. For you know, throughout the nineties, like he was, he brought Lucha Libre. He brought that style of wrestling to America, and he's the he is without a doubt the the um, the cornerstone of it. He was the he wrestling is like it is today. You know, if it wasn't for Mysterio, there wouldn't be a lot of these guys doing the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I hope he's back for season three. I think it looked it looked like he was based on the trailer. Yeah. Um, all right, so my my second match, it's got to be a nunchuck fight. <laughs> yeah, the nunchuck fight's great. The nunchuck fight is so damn good, you guys. Uh, you know, I, I said this when it happened. I don't care. I am a sucker for a nunchuck fight where you actually use the nunchucks. Because it's funny, both TNA and WWE tried to use nunchucks this year and both failed. Yep. WWE, uh, Lucha Underground used nunchucks like the four men involved jack evans uh drago aerostar and pj black all know how to use nunchucks (laughs) (laughs) like they actually know how to use them and use them well and they actually like it was a brutal brutal match i would have loved to see like the welts on the guys after the nunchucks (laughs) like it was just really really good um I, i can't help it like watch the match find it Find the nunchuck match. It's available online. I know you can watch it. I, sh- I actually showed the nunchuck match to one of my friends who does not watch professional wrestling. Does not watch it at all. But I, told, I told her the story behind it. And I said, so there's this guy who is a living, breathing dragon. Uh, and he was defeated by a cocky asshole who called himself the Dragon Slayer. And then, assault, and then he and his buddy, a former uh, Daredevil werewolf character, he assaulted the dragon in a bathroom, and he was saved by a time-traveling Iron Man with nunchucks. And she's like, I want to see that match. I'm like, I will find it for you. Right. <laughs> and she's like, okay, that was incredible. <laughs> so if you, if, you, 
guys, if you ever want to try to introduce a lady friend to wrestling, nunchuck match. That's a pro tip. That's a pro tip. Good stuff. <laughs> Do you have any more matches you want to talk about, Eamon? Were there any uh, more that... There's a lot of underrated ones, obviously. Um, uh, we mentioned kind of Cage Taya is, a, is one I think people should seek out. Uh, there's a great trios. The trios of Mysterio, Puma, and Dragon Azteca against, I think, Mundo, Taya, and Cage yeah. is so good. It's unbelievably good. Um, I'd also give credit to little ones like the uh, Moartes uh, Evil East match from episode one. Like stuff like that to me. Oh yeah, because like, we thought we thought Ivelisse could have won that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They, they they made that really really good. They they did a really good job this whole season of, of delivering just stellar matches after stellar matches. Um, really really fun stuff. I mentioned even you know Mortis and Phoenix is another one that was awesome. Like told an amazing story. Um, yeah, so much good stuff. And and um, also graver consequences. Graver Consequence was a really, really good really one. Fun. Yeah, really, really a lot fun. Of the, a lot of the Matanza matches, like uh, Matanza and Phoenix is good. Uh, Matanza and Cage was awesome. Yeah, Matanza and Cage, just they just beat the crap out of me. Oh, and we have to mention, the four unique opportunity, mm-hmm. all of that. That was all really of that. Match. Like, the bar fight between uh, Cage and, was no, it Cage was, and uh, Havoc? No, it was Havoc and uh, Tejano. Havoc and Tejano, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Cage and uh, Mac had a street fight, which was also awesome. There was a pinata involved in that one. You need to see it. Another good one is um, like a really good underrated one. If you really want to like get excited about a wrestler you may have lost excitement for in the past, Cage versus Chavo is mm-hmm. really, really good. That was a really, really fun match. I really found Arrow again. Like, it, it, it was awesome. Um, yeah, so much, of- so much so we thought Chavo Guerrero might have been Nightclaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we saw yeah, Nightclaw wrestle this- and we're like, whoop, that ain't Chavo. <laughs> um, no way. Um, stuff. I definitely seek out it. And there's a good Marty Mock shot. How many I can think of? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, we're. I don't, I don't expect really ma- much discussion. Were there any matches that had you underwhelmed? Underwhelmed? Um, I can't think of one that I was completely underwhelmed by. Because, um, I mean, I have one. I, it, I'll, I'll go first. Um, okay. The Pentagon Matanza match from Ultima Lucha. Okay, yeah, I... Just because you expected something different from it, I feel. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, th- and I thought they were going to make it a Sarah Miedo match because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's been the trend. But it just seemed like for all they did to build up Pentagon, to have to A, have him not win, mm-hmm. and two, have him not win in such a blasé fashion, it seemed, I mean, it, obviously it looks like it's building up to something else entirely. And I get that. I get there's another story being told here. Like, it's not Pentagon's time for that. But it just, it felt like it was a disservice. It felt like it yeah, was yeah. a disservice to, like, we could have had a, some other better matches, I think, for Ultima Lucha. Like, you could have done this on a week before Ultima Lucha. 
and then maybe not have Pentagon show up until the very end when he attacks Vampira. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe if it's on like the second episode of Ultimate Lucha or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that, that's one thing and, and I don't think you and I talked about. It. I think the match placement of Ultima Lucha was a little screwed up. Slightly. Uh, because, you had, a- because you had the um, the uh, match with El Dragon Azteca and Black Lotus on the same show as Pentagon and Matanza, and they definitely shouldn't have been. Well, I think it's also because they tried to... Well, didn't they transition like immediately after that match because Pentagon was already in the ring? Or am I mistaken? No, no. Pentagon wasn't already in the ring. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Yeah, I, I would have changed some of the match order up around a bit. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, um, yeah. That's. A good, I was gonna say maybe the first Pentagon Matanza match, just because I obviously they tried to tell a story with it of him breaking his back. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of wanted a little bit more of the of of gruesomeness out of it. I guess if you if that was the story, so to speak. Hmm. Um. That, that's probably the only one I, I, could, I could think of as far as kind of underwhelming, you know. Okay. I'll also say the dragon is like a black lotus because... Like, yeah, I know it ended weird, but like... that For what they did, they were amazing. Yeah, but I, I mean, the, the match was fine. It's just the finish, which was no finish, and Pentagon breaking both of their arms. Mm. I... I we wanted to see how that story ended like so badly, so viscerally because it's been building up for the entire year and we didn't get that payoff. And Lucha Underground is usually really, really good with the payoffs. And that one just, it fell flat for me. Yeah. And who knows? Again, as I mentioned, we don't know what's going to happen in season three. Of course. And and, and judging by the trailer, something interesting is happening with that. (laughs) I, I will say as far as underrated people who I think can do a lot in season three, Black Lotus. Holy crap. She was like kind of out of nowhere as far like we knew nothing about her wrestling. We knew nothing about what to expect from her in ring. And then Ultima Lucha happened and she was you know about to you know finish aside. It was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like like so good. Like I'm I'm so excited to see I want her to definitely wrestle more. I want to see her, you know, be as amazing as she was in that match. Right. Okay, um, now, Eamon, I, I think this is going to be the last thing we talked about before we had a few other stories that we missed. What was okay. your favorite backstage segment or video package? Oh, no, don't do this to me. Okay, okay, um, two each, two each. Two each, okay. Uh, I'll steal one of yours, probably, and it's the, it's the bathroom nunchuck fight. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I stole your no moss match. Yeah, that's fair. It's so crazy. It's just, it's, I mean, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, yeah. That, that there's nothing. It, it speaks for itself. It's a bathroom nunchuck fight. <laughs> yeah. And didn't Arrow Stars nunchucks glow in the dark? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, fucking glow in the dark nunchucks. I mean, come on. <laughs> like any opportunity I get to use. The quote from Ninja Turtles, oh, a fellow chucker, eh? That's always <laughs> going to be a good segment. That's always going to be a good, good, good segment. Um, my, yeah. my, one of my favorites, the kill shot backstory. Yeah, that one's good. Oh, my God. So, like, it, it, was, it was shot like a movie, 
and I I was surprised it wasn't like nominated for an Oscar or something. It was just really really well done for someone that we got literally nothing on season one, and then we get this whole thing about how Killshot was like uh, an assassin brought in to the army and everything like that, and he has dog tag like just really really that segment you can definitely find online. I advise you to watch it. It will, it will immediately make you invest in everything Killshot does. Which, granted, isn't that much this season, but it's enough to yeah. where he, he's just super compelling. All right, how about you, Eamon? Another one? My, se- my second one I'm in between on two. Um, I'm going to go with the one. I, I feel the definitive one for me was the first segment of season two. Damn it! That was going to be mine. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, the Vampiro Hospital segment. It's so good. It's such the perfect kickoff to the season. Um, it, it, get, it gets you invested. It gets you involved. Yeah, for those of you who didn't see it, Vampiro actually has a dream sequence where he is in a psych ward and he bites the neck of his uh, therapist and escapes by killing all the orderlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's really, really well done. Um. All right. Uh, mine. I'm gonna go with um. Any segment, any segment, any video package, where we see just random luchadors in a bar destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> because there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Like I know Taya had one. Cobra Moon had one. Uh, PJ, well, PJ, PJ wasn't in a bar, but it was. PJ, he was like fighting off. He was like fighting off dudes in masks. Yeah, PJs looked more like a double dragon scene. Uh, I believe Son of Havoc even had one in a motorcycle bar, right? Or am I thinking of the trailer? I, I think you may be thinking of the trailer. I might be thinking but, of the trailer. But um, yeah, just I want to live in that world of Lucha Underground where there are just random dudes in Lucha masks hanging out at a bar. Yeah. And then getting their asses kicked. Um, But uh, another supplemental one, and I thought of this as I was saying the Lucha Mask one. Uh, Mil Muertes being collected by King Cuerno. That's good too. <laughs> Just really, because after graver consequences, um, Mil Muertes lost to Matanza and you see the little um, the Dio de los Muertos druids wheeling him out and at the head of it, the guy takes off his mask and it's King Cuerno essentially stealing the body of Mil Muertes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he puts him up in a Lexan box in his trophy room. I was, it's amazing. I was gonna, one, the third uh, was the one where we find out Arrow's dark and time travel. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. Because didn't this show like a million years ago or something like that? Yeah, it was some, like Indian reservation and stuff like that, and they're like uh, not Indian, but like uh, um, Aztec, uh, yeah. uh, or whatever. And like Aerostar just shows up out of nowhere in his full body suit. It's so perfect. Full so body cool. suit, LED lights, like everything. I'm like, yeah. oh, so not only is he Iron Man, he's a TARDIS. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is another another supplemental one goes to the uh, opening of the of the last episode, which is the Pentagon. Uh, uh, Fighting himself, sort of segment. Oh, you mean the you mean the Star Wars segment? Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. so good. Pentagon and Vampiro essentially recreate Luke training in the Dagobah cave scene. 
and it's fucking awesome. Um, also, I am, we haven't even mentioned him. Everything with Dario Cueto. Yeah. Every goddamn thing with Dario Cueto. Like, um, from him not wanting to say the word bitch around Taya and Sexy Star and Eva Lise. Awesome. Um, to him uh, talking to Lorenzo Lamas, of all people. <laughs> who's the uh oh what was what was his name again? I can't even remember. Uh oh the Joseph's gonna kill us, I can't think of it. Yeah, he was a he was the um fuck I he 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 was the head of the police um force or whatever. Um Yeah, he's not he's not a commissioner, he's something else. Um those lines. Yeah, but he he was awesome and there's a scene with them in a limo together and they're apparently talking to a higher power. <laughs> it's not Vince McMahon, as far as we know. Uh, but yeah, everything with Dario Cueto, he's just so good. He brings... And he got to stretch his legs as a manager more this year, too, because of Matanza. He was a great manager this year. He really was. Not afraid to get his hands dirty, either. Not afraid. Really, really good. Um, Alright, so I, th- I think that's it for backstage segments. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, Eamon, um, anything else that we didn't cover? What, what, were, what were your favorite things that we didn't talk about in breaking this down? Oh, my God. Jeez. Um, I, so, I, so I, I think we hit a lot of ground of season we, one. We did, yeah. We, we covered a lot of, a lot of the groundwork. Uh, just to reiterate, I, I think the Sexy Star story as a whole is, is amazing. Um, uh you know the Milwaukee story is amazing. Um, just so much. It really was so much good this season that, that I, I can't even put into words. I, I, I thought I thought this was an amazing season and, and really kept me invested in everything that they were doing. Basically. Okay. Yeah. I, I really can't think of anything that we haven't hit on. Like I'm trying to just go through. Like we saw a lot of title changes. Which I thought were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else. I think, I think we pretty much hit on it. I think we got it. All right. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to dive into what we're going to dive into? Yeah, I I think that's probably the best way to do it. Um, okay. So what we're going to do now, if you're not familiar with a watch party, uh, what we do is Amen and I have. The link for the Lucha Underground trailer, it's uh, two minutes long. And uh, we will put the link for this in the description of this show. So you can watch along with us. Uh, I'm actually putting it in there as we speak right now. So um, when we say 3, 2, 1, play, you can, click along, you can click on the link with us and you can follow along. And... It's just going to be Amy and I asking a lot of questions, I believe. I think so, yeah. Because, Amy, how many times have you watched this trailer? God, I want to say like four or five. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, there's a lot. There's a lot in it. <laughs> there, there's a whole lot. And uh, Matt Carlin's wanted to be here tonight. Uh, he just got back from a vacation. He, stay tuned to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. He is going to be having a full trailer breakdown with screen grabs and everything. I believe he told me he had something like 
upwards of 60 different screen grabs from the trailer. So um, stay tuned to that for a much fuller analysis. But right now, this is going to be me and Eamon just kind of wondering what the fuck is going on <laughs> for season three. All right, Eamon, are you ready? I am ready, sir. Do you have your browser up? I, I, I do. All right. Okay, I'm going to say three, two, one, play. And when I say play, we both hit play, okay? Sounds good. All right. Three, two, one, play. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so we get Johnny Mundo doing some Tai Chi. It looks like looks very peaceful. And that is Ray, right? Leaning down there. Yeah, that's Ray praying in front of some uh, statue. Or not statue, but like artwork. Okay. It's Cobra Moon. I don't know who that I, is. I, uh, Muertes in a suit. Mort, you got to have Muertes in a suit. Um, we just saw a, a brief glimpse of something we'll get to in this trailer. Um, oh, Melissa Santos and Phoenix. That is not Melissa Santos and Phoenix. That has to be Melissa Santos. It does not have to be her. <laughs> and Prince Puma looks like he's gearing up for a big fight. Dario's like, looking at something. Cowboy at the tip of his head. I still don't. All right. Um, someone has a goddamn sword. Black and, Lotus. What the and fuck Paul are London. those? Paul London is a magician. That was Paul or London. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that was Paul London. Paul London is leading like lucha oddities. He's a fifth wild stallion. There's somebody in like a some red something that's attacking uh, El Dragon Azteca. And uh, Cobra Moon has a temple. Cobra Moon has a temple of the Cobras. And apparently, yeah. Um, that, that, uh, that guy in the suit, I think, is the other guy in the limo. <laughs> Mar Marty, Marty, Marty's wrapped himself up. Marty's tied up. I want to know who that um, redhead girl is that was fighting. I think there's... Okay, so I think the person... Dog has got a sword. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, there's so much going on. Um, someone look. Uh, and Vampiro grips uh, uh, Prince Puma. God, we just yeah. Oh, and uh, Drago spits fire. Yes. Legitimately spits fire in the Temple of Cobra Moon. I think okay. So the person who is being like interrogated, uh, part of that scene, and I think also the guy. I'm pretty sure is the guy that's running in one of the earlier scenes. I believe it's Ar Fox. Oh, okay, okay. Which I think will be, I think will be an interesting addition. Um, yeah. So no, that was Paul weird... London with with the crazy guys, right? Yeah, that, yeah. It's definitely Paul London. Okay, has, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. He's definitely some weird clown, something or other. I it, don't know what's going on. It looked like there. the Lucha Oddities to me. Yeah, kinda. Uh, I'm just going through this. I, I'm telling you, that's Melissa Santos. That's with. Uh, I, I really don't think it is. That's totally her. Like I'm, I'm watching it now. It's totally her. Okay. I don't think it is. Um, so, now I have a question. Based on this trailer, it kind of looks like Vampiro is going to re recruit Puma. Yes. Or well, well, That's I mean really cool. Or even the idea that like Puma or not Puma up uh, Vampiro is like kind of back to that side of him. Obviously, he stopped taking his bills and stuff like that, but it's clear that Pentagon Dark didn't really like take out, you know, uh, Vampiro in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he took out Ian. 
He took out Ian, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, now one thing we have to talk about. Uh, Black Lotus has ninjas. Black Lotus has ninjas. Did you did you pick up on that? I, I did see Black Lotus see has that. ninjas. There's also, uh, we didn't get to mention it was going through because it, it was going so fast. There's a clip of Son of Havoc fighting what looks like another Son of Havoc. <laughs> I and see that's where I thought that I got confused because I just assume all bikers are like that now. <laughs> and um, who is the other guy with Worldwide Underground? No clue. There's another guy. He looks exactly like Johnny Mundo, but it's a yeah. It's yeah because there's definitely like I'm looking at right now. There's definitely Taya, Jack Evans, Mundo, and I'm, um, I'm paused on it now. It almost kind of the guy almost kind of looks like a Sean Waltman, but it's definitely not Sean Waltman. He kind of looks like Chris Harris. I, I know it's not Chris Harris, but it kind of looks like Chris yeah, Harris. I have no idea who that is. I'm super excited to find out. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, yeah, it's holy crap. Because PJ oh, Black, PJ Black is still brandishing nunchucks, and I'm okay. By and that. It, and his, and his, I can't tell. Is Jack Evans playing a flute or something? I don't know what's going on here. Um, I think that's a cigarette. Oh, okay. I think that, and he, uh, and it looks like he has two different crosses. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so this is insane. Yeah, I I can't wait for Matt Matt Collins to break down this whole thing. Um, who's the person in the red cape going after El Dragon the second? Oh, I have no clue. Like, uh, did you ever see the movie uh, The Village? It kind of looks like oh, a monster I, I, from that. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, this is amazing. And uh, can we talk about the Temple of Cobra Moon? Yeah, that's interesting. Also, Daga, like, big storyline development, him being, getting in a sword fight. <laughs> I wonder if he's getting in a sword fight with um, the Black Lotus clan, which I'm going to call them. Possibly. Also, um, all right, go, Eamon, go right to 1 minute 15 seconds. Okay. It's, I think... That is the dude in the limousine. Possibly. I think that's... I don't know who that is. He seems like an actor. I'm yeah. Like, I, the, I assume it's an actor now, now, that, now that I'm really thinking about it. But he doesn't look happy. <laughs> he doesn't oh, look and there's happy. A sh- I'm just scrolling through stuff. There's this part where, um, like, towards, like, the 141 mark, there's somebody... You, you, you get a glimpse clearly being attacked. If you pause it on 141, it's definitely in Helico. Oh, so that maybe they'll show us um, what happened to him? Possibly. Oh, and I oh, possibly... yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely in Helico. Yeah. And, and you robot out a little bit. What'd you say? I say if you, uh, if you, I, and we're going through a lot of this, if you stop it at 40. There's definitely a new face that would draw the ground. Mm-hmm. Wait, at 140? At 140. Uh... Oh, who is that? Someone familiar who we've talked about on the Greek Wars before. A long time ago. Yeah, I know. Just just tell me who it is, because I'm not... Uh, it seems... 
Looks like it's the former uh, Solomon Crow. Oh, okay. Huh. So Sammy Callahan, that should be interesting. Yeah, the guy being uh, interrogated is definitely A.R. Fox. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of new additions this season. A lot of, uh, clearly a lot of developments. Yeah, there's definitely a lot happening in here. Like, I'm just try- I'm trying to scan through to see if- And why is Marty the Moth tied up? I have no idea. He seems to be enjoying himself, but... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but it looks like Sexy but Star yeah. and um, Mariposa are still fighting. There, there, there's really a lot of stuff happening. We're, we're, we're very excited to figure out all what's going to be happening uh, this season. Because... Uh, for right now, we don't know. <laughs> I still want to know why why Drago is actually spitting fire. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, God. This is going to be really great. I'm super excited for it, Eamon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is our analysis of the trailer for Season 3. I hope we get another trailer before the season actually starts. I don't know if we will. I kind of hope we do. Um, if not, stay tuned to the Mayhem show. Uh, we will be getting uh, Krista Joseph on before the season starts. Uh, we have to firm up dates and everything, but once we do, we'll let you know here on the Midweek War and on the main show. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and get as much information out of him as we can and he will give us nothing. <laughs> he will give us he will give us no quarter. <laughs> All right. Um so Eamon, anything else from Lucha before we wrap this up? I'm excited. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh Eamon, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter at Eamon too please. You can also check out the wrestling promotion I'm involved with. Inspire Pro Wrestling over at InspireProWrestling.com. All right. And you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, when Lucha comes back, be sure to hit up the hashtag MM as I will be live tweeting it once again. Um, But, yeah, if you have any questions about Lucha Underground, if you're uh, a little behind and just catching up, send us emails. We'll We'll answer emails about Lucha Underground. We'll probably answer them on the main show until the show comes back. But, um, yeah, hit up the email address, goodtimes at com. Also, be on the lookout for Matt Carlin's article breaking down this trailer because there is a lot happening in two minutes. And if, if you read Matt Carlin's tra- uh, article on the trailer last year, you know what to expect. He really gets into the nitty-gritty on it. All right, so for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid-Week War!